Hi everybody, I'm Alice and welcome to Creative, the podcast where creative people share their experiences about working in those industries. In each episode, I will discuss with a guest about their career, their life story, their art and the humanness in between. So sit back, relax and join us for today's episode. Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Creative, the podcast that provides a space for creative people to tell us more about the career, the life story and the humanness in between. Okay people, today I'm a little bit tired but we have a very special guest on the podcast and I'm really, really, really happy to have the opportunity to, opportunity to talk with her today. You see, I'm really tired. That's okay. <laughs> So today's guest goes by the pronouns she, they. She is a pole dancer and a pole instructor coming from LA. She has worked with very cool people like FKA Twigs and Snoop Dogg. Basically, she is a badass now. And she's just this energetic ball of eloquence, serenity, sexuality. And I know that she is on the way to take the world by storm. So let's give a big welcome to Ed. Hi, Ed. Hi. Oh, that was such a beautiful intro. <laughs> Thank Girl. you. You deserved it. How are you? I'm good. I am in LA right now and it's morning. So I'm kind of just like waking up and yeah. You can see her now, but she has this clothes. She is beautiful. I'm like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a, uh, she's just <laughs> beautiful. Okay, so if you want to know more about Ebb, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Okay, so let's get started. So, Ebb, I just want to go back with you. I want to go to the origins of Ebb. And I want to know, where did you grow up? Were you already interested by dancing then? Yeah, I grew up here in LA, um, kind of between Torrance and Atwater Village, which is like where all my family is. Um, and yeah, I, I didn't really start dancing until later on, but um, yeah, growing up in LA, uh, was pretty like I don't know it's a very spaced out city so you're like I kind of like stuck to one area I would say like I was always just in Atwater or just in Torrance and it wasn't until like I moved out um to New York when I really started exploring more so yeah so it was nice growing up there yeah and how would you describe LA as a place to understand and grow your creative identity during your formative years um yeah LA it's strange because I feel like I didn't really experience my adult life until I moved out um so like moving back here recently like I moved back here in January um and just like comparing uh the creativity scenes between here and New York it's just so interesting it's so different like and I'm still adjusting to it as well um the creative people in LA like I I feel like I experienced LA uh more as like a child and more just like confined to like my family life and um doing my own like small projects. Uh, and then it wasn't until I moved that I kind of started exploring my creativity as like, uh, you know, a little bit more seriously, I guess. Yeah. Was it in New York that you started to think more seriously about your creativity? Um, I guess, New York offered a lot of different opportunities. Um, but I wouldn't say, I mean, I feel like creative people, you kind of like are just born with something that you need to 
let out and um, you you don't even really think of it as like something you're uh, paying attention to or, um, you know, but I think the, the, it was the opportunities that when I left, it, it kind of like, I started thinking about it a little bit more seriously. Yeah. So baby Ed grew up and I wanted to know where did dancing and pole dancing in particular came into the picture for you? Yeah. Um, I didn't start dancing until probably about six years ago. And I never did any dance before that. I always played soccer and, <laughs> um, you know, I would say like all of my time and energy and creativity was more in the form of like painting and drawing. And um, I don't know. So, yeah, I played soccer as like my movement practice, I guess. Um, I played instruments and then I started dancing about six years ago after going through like a tumultuous relationship and that's kind of when I started. You said that you played soccer, you were really into it or it was just for a bee? Um, No, that was like my my life kind of, like I, I played soccer. On oh. Like um and yeah in school and like recreate like club soccer and all of that so I don't know I guess athletic wise like you know dancing is um a very athletic practice but I would say like I didn't really have any experience doing dance because I was um too self-conscious and had so much body dysmorphia growing up and um I just like I mean my my parents would have probably let me get into that but uh I, I was a very shy kid so <laughs> I didn't want to um you know I, I I never like felt like I could be a dancer because I was too self-conscious mm. yeah so I just want to go back a little bit on what you said earlier. You said that you never, you know, got an institutional education about dancing. And I wanted to know how your absence of it in your field of work have shaped your way to approach creativity. Yeah. Um, pole dancing, it's weird because pole dancing isn't really something that you would, like, get an education on, I guess. Like, you wouldn't, like go and take, you know, other forms of dance, I think it's more common to like be taking dance classes since you were little. Whereas like with pole dancing, like obviously it comes from stripping and um, clubs and um, sex work. So I guess like, I know a lot of pole dancers maybe had like some kind of background in another form of dance um, and it kind of, that knowledge transferred and it's really interesting to see like how that, like if someone like did ballet before and then how that like transfers onto the pole. Um, but I think because I was coming in with like a, I, I didn't have any kind of uh, dance background. Um, I was, you know, I kind of just went into it thinking like, I'm just gonna try this and I don't have any expectations for myself. So there's no pressure to be like, Good at it or you know whatever so I guess in a way like that kind of helped me just figure out what like why I liked it and I was just doing it because I I was enjoying learning something new yeah and sometimes I think that the best way to approach something in something creative but something in general it's like to not have knowledge at all on the subject because you're not bothered with, you know, all the rules around it, the rules made by other people around it. And, you know, when you break the rule, but you don't know what the rules are, you're just more free to do this. And I really just like this way to just approach something. So 
I wanted to know when did you know that pole dancing was your thing and you wanted to create a viable career around it? I would say I, I still don't know. I'm kind of just uh, still going with the flow and I'm, I'm very much like I, I just opened my heart up to whatever opportunities the universe wants to give to me, but also like um, just kind of like I'm just figuring it out along the way too. Um, I just kind of like say yes to things and figure it out on the way. Yeah, so I I think I'm right now I'm at a place where I'm trying to put a little bit more intention into the decisions I'm making and kind of like how I I want to how I want to have dance be my, you know, or make a career out of it, but it's still all a learning process. I'm still learning so much and kind of going with the flow a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about being a pole dancer a bit because I think many people have, you know, already constructed an opinion about it. And I don't like that. I like to I like to know something and go out to have the knowledge that I want through empathy and you know compassion so how would you describe your job if you had to give a personal definition and you know usually what are tasks involved whether it's you know just being a pole dancer or being a pole instructor or being the two yeah yeah there's a lot of different um aspects of pole dancing um you can focus on being an instructor you can be an entertainer you can in clubs um you can work private events um or you could just kind of like have your own practice and share that practice um i feel like i've in the last couple years i've sort of touched all of those or I've been doing all of those and like saying yes to all those opportunities. I think when I started being an instructor, I, I started teaching, I think maybe like two or three years ago now. And I started teaching at a studio in New York called Foxy, um, which is where I had been training as well. And um, yeah, I, I think like that's kind of where I started understanding the the huge amount of effort and time and dedication it takes to be an instructor like it really is so much on your body um you're you're being given this trust to guide students who look up to you and who are trying to find their own movement practice as well and you don't know like what everybody's story is like you don't know like how they got into um wanting to do dance so you're really just kind of like guiding other people to find their own movement practice which is like a huge honor and also um requires like so much trust but it is a lot of uh work because you want to be able to have your own practice as well and you know when you're like I think for me too I'm I'm such an introvert so teaching I notice I I do have to like really like center myself when I am teaching consistently because it is a lot of talking to people and uh there is like an element of being social so uh yeah I think right now I'm more focusing on one-on-one um, -on -one teaching and workshops and then in terms of like entertainment I think that's an, another aspect of dancing as as a career I guess is that you're constantly like respond I mean I don't have an agent or anything right now so I'm responding to emails and um, trying to like find opportunities and you know, I have a pretty good community here in LA where we all kind of like help each other out too. So I'm really grateful for that. But yeah, it's a lot of like last minute being on set or, you know, 
figuring out a balance between like what opportunities are right for you and also asking for what you're worth um which is another thing I'm I'm navigating right now as well and then you know even like nightlife and doing like private events and um all of that I I kind of started out doing that a couple years ago in New York and yeah that was like a whole nother part of uh working as a dancer that requires a lot of it's so much on your body and it's so much emotionally as well um even though there it is really fun so I don't know there's so there's so many different aspects and I think like you kind of at for me I've I've sort of just been like saying yes to like all the different aspects and seeing what I actually enjoy um yeah yeah I was listening to you and just, I don't know, the world that came up in mind was emotion. Like, I feel like being a pole dancer is something really emotional and like center around emotion. And I wanted to know a little bit about your creative process. How would you describe your creative process? Is it a loose process or do you enter the studio already with a specific image in mind? Yeah, I'm a very emotional person. I think that's why I really was drawn to, or I guess why I stuck with dancing as um, something to express myself through. Because I have a lot of different like creative outlets, whether it's like drawing or writing or um, you know painting. But dance is different, where it really it's so physical, like you really are able like if I'm feeling a certain way I can I can literally like move through it and I think on my own like when when I'm just dancing by myself um I don't really go into it knowing what I'm gonna do it's more so just like putting on a really good song that I connect with and that like speaks to me and that's all I need that's I really only need like music that speaks to me and I, I just, that's how I process whatever I'm feeling and that's how it comes out. I don't really think about it too much. And I think that's like, out of all the things, you know, performing, teaching, whatever else, just freestyling is like my favorite thing to do. And that's kind of like what I always come back to. I don't really ever have an image of like what I want to do. Like sometimes it's like, oh, maybe I want to focus on, um like working on this specific move or like training a certain thing but for the most part when I'm freestyling it's just it's just muscle memory and it's just recalling like whatever I've already have in my body and letting that come out um yeah <laughs> that answers the question yeah yeah you know what I love about you it's like how much freedom just you have and it's something that is really difficult to have just in general just you know goes with the flow of, of life you know sometimes you know you people are really stressed out about what next and they are not really in the moment you know and just don't enjoy the moment and I love that this energy just comes out of you and it's something difficult that people don't have and I just love that I just want to go back a little bit about what you said about your teaching practice. And it seems to be a lot based on, you know, collaboration. And I just wanted to know what is your way to collaborate, you know, in order to produce the best work, whether it's teaching or, you know, working with well-known people or just, you know, your students? Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, collaboration is definitely... I think like, especially, I'm such a learner as well. Like I love learning from other people. And I think it's important that like, no matter where you are in your journey with any practice really, where I, I think it's really important that you always are a learner, like forever. And, you know, you can always learn from somebody. So when I'm like working with someone, whether it's like my friends or, um, or if I'm 
teaching or if I'm a student or if I'm working with a client or performing on stage, it's kind of like, you're really just bringing like your, what you have to bring to the table. Um, and that requires a lot of like being in tune with what you, what your strengths are and like wh what it is that you're like your own unique style or your own unique personality. I think in whatever, whatever collaboration I'm doing, when I'm like working with people or in dancing in the same space with people or creating with people, whatever energy they're bringing, that's what's gonna really make it like a good collaboration. Like you're being true to what you're bringing and you're not trying to like melt into like what their, what their uh, style is, I guess. It's, it's kind of both. That kind of all turned into gibberish, but yeah I, I think I think what I'm trying to say is just that you really have to like know what like who you are no matter who you're working with because it's easy to kind of get lost in what you know collaborating with other people yeah yeah so one thing you said about your answer was you know the importance of knowing yourself and your creative identity and I wanted to know what helped you find it and how would you describe your brand DNA? Mm. Um, I think it's a little bit of exploration on your own but also really like choosing who you look up to as well like I have so many people and dancers that I and creative people like not just dancers that I really look up to as people and as for like what they create and what they offer to the industry and to the community so it's kind of like a little bit of both like I I spend my own time exploring what it means to me like what dance means to me but also really like being influenced as well by uh people that I look up to yeah yeah so who are your inspiration yeah I was so many um the person or there's two people that kind of inspired me to start uh one of them is Neon Tree on Instagram. She's a dancer and I guess just general creative. She used to kind of share her like home dancing and it was just so like soft and beautiful. And it was her and then Sammy Picone uh, was another one that I had seen like so long ago. And they're the two that like I, there was just so much like freedom and grace and also I, I just like was so in awe of this like alone time that they were getting like you're kind of just like sp spending this time by your, like with yourself it was just so beautiful so I yeah that's that's those are the two people who kind of inspired me to start and then you know I, I only really started sharing my dancing on Instagram like a couple years ago. So I had already been doing it for like two or three years. And then when I started sharing on Instagram more, that's when I noticed like this whole community kind of opened up to me that I wasn't aware existed. And it's been kind of nice because I feel like I've connected with a lot of people like through dance, but like our friendships have kind of evolved beyond that as well. Um, so I'm constantly inspired by um, so many, so many people. Yeah. So I want you to, to talk to you about, you know, obstacle and what helps you overcome it because like every job in Ply, you have some obstacle to overcome and I wanted to know if you could tell us what type of difficulties you faced while building your career and how do you overcame those? Mm. 
I think a lot of it has to do with, I guess, making sure that you're staying true to yourself because it is an industry where you can be taken advantage of and you're also very vulnerable. At times it can be dangerous, you know, like, yeah, like I think having been in like a, a lot of different environments and like you are like sharing a lot of your body and your emotional labor and you kind of just have to make sure that you can speak up for yourself and know what's right for you um, and what's not right for you, which is something I'm still, you know, learning for myself as well. And then on top of that, like knowing how to take care of your body and making sure that you're not physically burnt out. Um, yeah. yeah. I just wanted to jump back quick to your answer about being vulnerable in this industry and you know from my point of view that's make your industry and just you know creative industry just so magical you know just this ability to share your vulnerability because it's not something that regular people are really you know comfortable to do on the daily basis and like you said, it was also one of the difficulties and one of the things that can make this industry dangerous. And I wanted to know, how do you want your creative community status to evolve in the future? How do you visualize the future for your community? What do you want to change? What do you want to just, you know, stay like it is? Um, I hope that we get paid for what we're worth but I think that's one of the things I feel like we're constantly fighting to be compensated for all the hard work we put in and the, and the time and the effort and the exhaustion our bodies go through like it's so much dedication to and and like it is such a craft like it's more it's more than just doing tricks on a pole like it's a lot of sensuality and like interaction with people and and stage presence and I think yeah one of the things is I I really hope that that people like start to compensate us what we're worth just like any other art form but also I hope that the music industry or like even even people within the pole dancing community um there's this like toxic want to separate from the roots of pole dancing which is stripping and sex work and yeah that needs to stop as well because at the end of the day like this is it is a beautiful art form but it started in the strip clubs specifically black women so yeah i have to say that i'm a little bit shocked about like you know, you wanted to be fairly paid because I watch you and other pole dancers and I'm like, these women are athletes, like with a capital A. And the other day I was on Instagram and I was watching a post about how a famous soccer player was paid. Like, how much? I was, I think it was like, around 50 millions just per week to just being a, a soccer player and I was like but the man is literally just throwing a ball in a, a, like a big fishnet and I don't know if you want to discontract all the sport it's a little bit dumb at, at the origin and I was like how and I was again well, on Instagram, sorry, I'm just addicted to Instagram, but I started, not recently, I think it was like six months ago to to follow the account Fishrav, you know, I don't know, it's like an archive of, oh. uh, yeah, about the history of, you know, Podinser and Trippers, and I love that account, and there were this one post on International Women Day, we're talking about the history and the importance of 
the showgirl community in the feminist discourse and just you know the importance of giving them the respect they deserve so i wanted to talk to you about you know pole dancing as a political art form and i wanted to know what is your view on on that as pole dancing as a political art form with everything that is going on in particular in your country with you know abortion rights and all that mm, i mean I think pole dancing means different things to different people, um, depending on what you're, what like whether you're like a working stripper or, or you're just doing pole dancing as like a a hobby, like a recreational hobby. Um, but I think like overall, it is kind of something that where women and femmes are taking control of their, or taking agency over their bodies and um, whether or not you wanna show off your body or not, like it's your choice, getting money for it, like is another powerful thing. So I, I don't think I ever like am going into like when I'm dancing, like I'm not thinking like, oh, like this is, empowering or like this is like I'm doing this to be empowered or like show other people that I'm empowered but um I guess there's like the side effect is that people probably see that like you know I'm I'm lucky to be in a country that I I can show my body like that and I have like that confidence and that freedom to do so so yeah So I wanted to to talk to you about you know self consciousness and being grounded in your practice, because I imagine that you must receive like voluntarily or involuntarily many external opinion about yourself and you know your artistry in general. And I wanted to know how do you stay grounded in yourself and in and in your practice and in what you stand for. But what are your ways to you know navigate this crisis of self-consciousness hmm. yeah um i'm just doing what feels good for me and not everybody is going to agree with that and like i also grew up in a very like religious household so you know there there is still like sort of like a lot of shame around that inherently But at the end of the day, like it's something that I've chosen to explore my creativity through. And yeah, there can't be anything wrong with feeling joy. Like that in itself is a radical thing, is just feeling joy, especially in this day and age. So I don't know. I, I think I just feel grounded in that thought. And if I ever feel like I'm losing myself a little bit, um, I also turn to community and not community in the sense of like, oh, like everybody else who, who's do, like in this industry, but more just like people that I trust and um, connect with and who know me. Um, And they can kind of like also bring me back to uh, feeling grounded and being like, this is who you are kind of thing. Yeah. I just love that you said there are nothing's wrong with being just joyful because I think people in general feel forced to choose between having financial stability and, you know, having their little plan going on or just choosing happiness. And I don't think that is the way of living like personally I want to to do something that brings me joy and I I'm happy for you that you just found that so something that you said earlier it was how much effort is going in your practice and how much dedication and you know like every other disciplines that involves movement your body can be frustrating at some point and I wanted to know how what are your ways in order to create a nurturing 
and healthy relationship with your body and you know ultimately grow in your field of work yeah oh my gosh having doing any form of dance or honestly any movement practice uh you have to be so you have to have such an intimate relationship with your body like it really forces you to feel everything and like be super in tune which is something that I really noticed when I started training more consistently and dancing more consistently um because you do feel pain and you do get injured and you do notice like everyone's bodies are different so what one move feels on one person is going to feel different on another person so you really need to know like what you're feeling and I think I've really started like honing in on a um a resting practice as well because you can't always be like you can you can really push your body to its limits and surprise yourself with what your body can do but I've really I've realized that like you really do need a a ritual uh like a resting ritual and and I've done like done everything from like you know Epsom salt baths like acupuncture to stretching consistently mobility training um because like you are putting your body through a lot like hanging off a pole and even with like like your feet like in eight inch heels like walking around yeah so you really have to like take care of yourself I think and when I first started dancing like I didn't put importance on that I kind of was just like go 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 but now I realize like resting is just as productive as training and the two like really go hand in hand and you have to like find that balance of what's gonna work for you yeah like resting is really important even like in general in life like you have to have a good balance between you know I want to say chaos and calm sometimes so I wanted to talk to you about spirituality and I wanted to know if you consider yourself as a spiritual person like as feeling seeing and believing in something bigger than yourself yeah yeah I'm I'm a spiritual person I grew up in a super catholic household so I think especially with pole dancing um and you know showing off my body there is a lot of shame around that inherently just because of how I grew up but I would say I'm more of a spiritual person now than a religious person and I think it's the the like I haven't really thought about how the two tie together but I feel like just being able to express myself and connect with music in a way that like you just I, I think this goes back to like when I was talking about just feeling joy and the ability to move through difficult emotions I think that in itself is a gift and I'm lucky to be able to share it too with other people and and have that be something that I connect with people on as well. Um, yeah. 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 Thank you for being willing to share that with me because we don't like reminding people in here and I just really value listening to you and people coming from different backgrounds, different experiences because it's the best way to open our heart, our perspective, and, you know, engage with people peacefully on, unquote, heated topics. So I wanted to know how important was your spirituality to help you achieve that sense of, you know, appreciation for your practice and vice versa? Yeah. Um... I think in a, in some ways, like dancing is for me, it's like, I'm really, it really brings me into the present moment and I'm kind of forced to like be just with myself and like uh, what I'm doing. And it, it, it is very meditative when I'm, when I'm just dancing for myself. But I think in that way, it has been 
kind of a spiritual practice at times not not all the time um it really depends like if I'm working it's I wouldn't describe it as a spiritual practice and that's okay but you know when I'm just like having my own time by myself like I'm so grateful that it, it's a means to bring me back to myself you know kind of like having faith in yourself and feeling feeling that love too so yeah what like whether it's spiritual or like I mean my my grandma was so religious and um like I never would really talk about my dancing with her but I think like I I started to open up about it a little bit when I was living with her and she I feel like true religious people like she was like a truly religious person who comes from a place of love and acceptance for everybody and you know I think even though she's traditional she saw it as she like began to see it as like okay like you're you have a gift and you're sharing it with people and that's beautiful so yeah I think regardless if you're religious or spiritual or identify with either of those terms um yeah yeah I stand your grandma now like <laughs> she's a true one So I wanted to talk to you about community because it's a word that really came up a lot in this conversation. And I wanted to know what advice in your journey or, you know, what helps you to find a supportive community in your field of work or just in general? And are there any places you regularly turn to for advice, for connection? Who you just need you know to connect with someone that's such a good question and it's definitely something i've been reflecting on so much especially lately um because i'm i've kind of just been bouncing around so much the last year um and now i'm kind of attempting to make roots somewhere which is new for me but it is a little scary because I feel like I'm leaving behind like a lot of my close friends and people that ground me um, in different places. But in terms of community with dance, I really think you, you have to find people that really understand you and want what's best for you and I feel like I really have found that in different people and they're not all like near me like some of them are in Chicago some of them are in New York some of them are in London and I'm so grateful and I just it makes me so happy that I have these people to like reach out to if I um I'm struggling or if I'm unsure of something or if I just need someone to like laugh about something with or it you know if I need to like talk through something with someone like like a project or share an achievement or something like I really th there's so much um like clutter on on Instagram or like digitally but I'm I'm grateful that it was a place that kind of like started these relationships and now they kind of just exist off off of IG and then you you ask what advice what was the second part of the question it was what advice helps you on your journey to find a supportive community you know yeah i would just say uh yeah, just, just find people that are really like looking out for you and um, that you truly connect with. Yeah, and, and who appreciate you for 
for your art and like what you're doing. I feel like here in LA, like I also have just people that like, um, even with like Cami and Mackenzie and Addie and Autumn, like we just want to create and have fun. And um, it's nice to have people who are looking out for you and just want to create with you. Yeah. Yeah. And just, you know, to continue that conversation, one thing that, you know, for the last past two years and even now, people, majority of people were cut off community, you know, because of the pandemic. And as we all experienced it all around the world, the pandemic has shaped a new reality for us and you know created new behaviors new desires new interest in us and one thing that i really find interesting is how ironically we live we live in a digital age and you know everything go faster and knowledge going is going faster and we thought that we were aware of things but this pandemic made us more aware of our well-being and well-being of others, whether, you know, just with the summer of 2020 or, you know, the Asian aid of this, you know, social movements. And I wanted to know how did you experience this pandemic and, and what did you discover about yourself during this time? yeah it almost feel it feels so surreal um to think that I I feel like everything changed the last three years like personally but for just everybody and I think this also goes back to the previous question like I think I I really just prioritize community now like that's really like who you can rely on to get through all of these things that are going on and like during the pandemic I was living with my dad and my sister and um it was like cramped it was uh really difficult I was like there was a lot going on outside but also like within our home and I was also just that was the time when I really like focused on or I was able to focus on my dance more because I had more time to myself. And um, I like had set up my pole in the living room and like there was no privacy or anything, but it kind of just like forced me to just uh, like turn to it for like an outlet, even though it was like, okay, my dad's like sitting right there and <laughs> like kind of awkward, but uh I, I really think that's the time that I grew the most with my practice and like grew like technically, but also like formed like my own language, I guess, um, was during that time that I was just home so much. So in a lot of ways, I'm grateful that um, I was able to have that time because I wouldn't have been able to do it otherwise, like pre-pandemic. Yeah, I think since then, I just think there's, I, I just really prioritize community more um, and prioritize my friends and people who hold me. And I prioritize sharing and learning. And um, yeah, I think that's yeah. like kind of what we all need is, is people in our lives that we can trust. So yeah. yeah. And what do you think your industry and you know creative industry in general needs now after you know leading this era because you know innovation uh, is a little bit outdated now like we yes we want growth but some now innovation feel like very soulless sometimes you know people just want to grow 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 faster and and sometimes it's just not what people need right now so what do you think I think we need honesty and uh 
like support um like especially like with dancers you know a lot of us didn't have work over the pandemic um because like there weren't any shows or anything like artists weren't getting any like gigs um strip clubs were also like closed so I think like as a community we really just need like each other to, to support each other more and yeah okay so I think like we've covered a, a lot of things so thank you Ed for this wonderful time I really, really enjoyed our conversation and I just want to wish you good luck and just prosperity and more opportunities for you and I hope that one day you will come to Paris because I really want to discover the pole dancing community here and also I think that you really you would really enjoy it. I don't know if you know Crazy Horse. No, I don't. It's one of the most like famous cabaret shows in France and in the world and like for my birthday I want to go there oh I said God. that to my mother but she was like really I guess yes I saw <laughs> wigs I want to go there so yeah <laughs> I hope that we'll have the chance to connect in real life and I just hope you the best uh, thank you so much thank you for inviting me it was really nice Okay, people, that's it for today's episode. Big love and big thank you to Ed for taking the time to share and connect with me. If you want to know more about Ed, check the bio. And I will see you next time. Bye.